Welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast for all law enforcement professionals and all those who support them. Sponsored by the National Police Credit Union. We mean police business. I'm your co-host, Ken Bader, with co-host Casey Smith. Welcoming you to part two of our discussion with Deborah Costello. On your website, you have something called Fine Wives. Uh, uh-huh. fine wives section, um, which was very intriguing. So question about that. Sure, that's Have not a Russian you ever, um... <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> no, not weird. So my question is, um, what is that? And how many law enforcement spouses do you have in the program? And is there representation in every state? So that is... Um... As much as I love, and I think they're great online national groups or worldwide Mm. groups, there is no substitute for hands-on when the rubber meets the road. Um, Have somebody that can come over and give you a hug uh, or just be be there for you. You can't do that online. So that Find Wives is to allow ladies within those states to see if they can find a group near them that they can get plugged into so that they have something more geographically accessible in person. Gotcha. We we don't have, um, there are a couple of states that we haven't been able to find any wives groups in. (laughs) The majority. (laughs) We have found different ones. Uh, different ones of them are a little more active than others. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. to hopefully help those connect with wives groups that are already established where they are. Gotcha. Right. right. Yeah, I'm assuming like places like Idaho and Montana might be a little bit more difficult than New York and California. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? New York is like really hard to find as well because they they're like unfound. Yeah, <laughs> we've tried finding yeah. the wives group in New York, and I know they have one, but it's like very um very covert. Kind of like, Discreet. Yes. <laughs> covert operation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I can understand why you know some of these groups don't necessarily want to announce that they're that they're, you know, beating at the local Polly's Pies or something with, you know, unfortunate uh, yeah, uh, sight guys. Yeah, that's been something we've been very careful about, especially after we went through the ambush with our officers here. Yeah. I mean, we were fighting mm-hmm. all over the place because Cop Block was out here and they'd mm-hmm. take pictures of you and your kids and put it online and we dealt with all that. So we've always... We had, when we create groups for people and help them get them started, we had always created them as secret so nobody could yeah. find them because at one point, Facebook had changed it where you could see who all the members were in a closed group. Yeah. And so we switched it to secret, but now Facebook has switched it back that you can't see who the members are. Mm-hmm. And we've um, changed ours back to closed now just so ladies can find us. But... Right. It's crazy because here in Vegas, we're a little more paranoid about people knowing what our Absolutely, husbands do. Yeah. Where when you go to Reno, I mean, they're flying flags on their front porch and mm. their thin blue line cars. <laughs> yeah. Not in Vegas. So it's just 
it really is dependent on um, where people are. I do think that everybody should try to be discreet in what they put online just because there's so yeah. many crazies out there. I make it easy for them to do anything crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in, you know, we do multiple events for, for our police credit unions in the POC way. And up until we've been doing this for, you know, 16, 17 years and up to, up until about three or four years ago, you know, I never really thought about, okay, you know, we're, we're putting our agenda online, our location, the hotels, all this other stuff, you know, what, uh, what ramifications does that have, especially when we were in St. Louis uh, for our annual conference just on the heels of Ferguson. Uh, that certainly was uh, was on the top of my mind. Fortunately, nothing's ever happened, and, and knock wood, nothing, nothing ever will. Uh, but you know, I could certainly understand the concern. But uh, but what's, go ahead. Cautious. Yeah, yeah, you've got to, You've got to be alert, and I think that's what law enforcement teaches you too to understand your surroundings and and you know not necessarily be paranoid, but also be very very realistic about what you're dealing with and i've noticed even in the last like i was just talking to my husband about it the other day i've noticed even I, my church asked me to join choir last year mm. and i stand up there now and i realize like how aware i am of people every time they yep. walk the back door <laughs> yeah and i've never I've never really like realized how much I pay attention to my surroundings. I mean, mm -hmm. I have a daughter that turned 13 on Monday and her birthday was the day before or the day after the Dallas massacre mm -hmm. um, when it going down and she begged my husband, please don't go to work. If something happens to you, I'll never be able to have my birthday normal yeah. again. And um, yeah. she'll be going out places at times. She'd be like, mom, are you carrying? Um, yeah. and she's always in parking lots, but you know, there are places that I've always thought, like, I feel safe and I don't really realize that I pay that much attention, but I realized that even though I might think I'm safe at church, like mm -hmm. definitely watching things that have happened across the country, sure. I realized recently, like, I don't actually necessarily feel safe here because I'm constantly scanning <laughs> doors and exits yeah. and our church thankfully has a good security program they've put in place, but that that's part of cop wife life, I guess. Yep. A lot of people don't ever necessarily and, think for about. For sure. And I, don't, and I don't even think it's just um, the spouse. Yeah, I think when, you know, and, and Casey, I can't speak for you, but just uh, personally never been in law enforcement uh, or had a direct uh, relative in law enforcement, just simply being around uh, police officers for almost 20 years in one way, shape, or form, I think that you kind of, um, by osmosis or by association, you get some of those habits uh, to the point where, you know, I'll be in a restaurant and I'll be looking at everybody that comes in. Uh, I won't, you know, I don't, I don't have a conceal and carry, but I won't go to the movies or certain public places without necessarily having some type of weapon on me just in case, because I take you know, my protection and the protection of my wife very seriously. And it's, and it's not, you know, a lot of people like to say it's paranoid. It's, it's not, it's just a realization of the unfortunate world we live in. 
Yeah, that was after the the little children got killed at that school in Connecticut. That was yeah. really um, what changed me because I thought, wow, if you're going to come in and do that to little kids in a school, like no, but nobody's safe anywhere. Right. And that went out and got my CCW, um, and it. I feel like now that I know there's still a lot of um, officers got an ambush, but definitely back. In 2016, the political atmosphere was horrible. Yeah. Um, it was intense, and it it was crazy to notice like how my children were, you know, interested in whether or not I was protecting them by carrying my daughter. Yeah. But always be like, okay, we're going there. Like, are you taking your gun? Um, so, and, and which brings a whole another thing to the struggles that law enforcement kids yep. deal with that I think a lot of us necessarily realize. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, we've, we've heard that and I completely understand, but now a word from our sponsor, the national police credit union, the national police credit union is pleased to introduce killed in line of duty loan protection, a special debt cancellation benefit created exclusively for active full-time law enforcement officers. Available for multiple loans at no cost to the borrower, this complimentary benefit will cancel up to 850000 of the outstanding balance of one or more loans should the unthinkable happen to an officer due to a line-of-duty incident. Eligible credit union loans include mortgages and home equity loans, auto, motorcycle, and boat loans, signature loans, uniform loans, tuition loans, student loan consolidations, and credit cards. Killed in the line of duty loan protection is available only for the qualifying officer and the protection may not be purchased outright. This debt cancellation benefit only applies in the case of death. Please see loan addendum upon loan closing for more details. And for more information, please go to nationalpolicecu.com. But switching to something much more positive for, for a minute, uh, what's coming up for Police Wives of America in terms of possibly new events or new programs or anything along those lines? Well, we are hoping to eventually do a retreat and do some different workshop workshops um, that will address different topics. Um, we have several different programs that we are working on establishing. Um, 2017, we sent out pendants to fallen officers, widows, and mm. that's in that we're wanting to start doing again. We have a group of widows right now that is working on redesigning a pendant that will be created for widows by widows. Mm -hmm. And the one we sent out in 2017 was a thin blue line America and on the back of it, it had <laughs> the widow's name engraved in it it said sisters forever by your side and then it had mm, nice. her husband's badge number engraved into it um but i we're gonna expand it and include the widows of officers who commit suicide mm. um that's something that our department has had hit close to home over the last sure. few years here i had a close friend that last year her husband took his life by suicide he was supposed mm. to be retiring this month and they have Ugh. four young boys and um mm. i was talking to michael mcsellers over at blue help 
earlier this year and he's on the board of that. And he said, you know, it was something that he said to me that really stuck with me. He said, you know, they always say it's not about how you die, but it's about how you live. Right. And he said, when that happens in law enforcement, that's not really true. And so as I've watched a few of our widows here, particularly the one that I knew this officer that did this, um, he had a very good reputation here on our department. Um, mm -hmm. Everybody was shocked that he would do anything like that. He served honorably for 20 plus years yeah. here for our department and he left behind a wife and children who were devastated and humiliated they have answers as to why he did it um and so i feel that it's important for these families who've given up decades and years of their lives to let them know your uh, your officer's last final decision doesn't define you right um let them know that they're still part of our family we see them we support them so we're going to add those wives to the pendants and then we're working on doing a blanket um we did a blanket for a lot of the blue families that were affected by one october out here um wow. there were some people from different states that lost loved ones here at the event and it was just a black minky blanket with a royal blue edging on it and we had um embroidered into it you are loved love pwoa Nice. So we're going to do to send to the kids is just something comforting and um, to give to them snugly. When one of our officers was killed in the ambush out here, um, one of the widows showed up to a fundraiser that we were doing to thank us all for our support. And she had her son with her. And I... My dad lost his father when he was 12 years old. And so he mm. talked to us about it when we were younger. And I knew the impact it had on him and his brother's lives. And mm. so I was standing there watching her with her son, who was about the same age my dad was when he lost his father. And everybody was going up to her and talking to her and hugging her. He just was kind of standing there watching and yeah. so I don't know if it was because people don't necessarily know what to say or if it was kind of like he's a kid. I don't know. Yeah. But right. I walked over to him and I said, hey, bud, can I give you a hug? And he lit up and he smiled and he said, sure. And I gave him a hug. And um, that really kind of was a defining moment and watching even like the kids. And then as I, we did these pendants for fallen officers, widows, there was a couple that I was given direct contact info for to mail them these pendants. And one of them I spoke to was telling me that she buried her husband and two days later she gave birth to their sixth child. Mm. And she oh, was just talking about how hard it had been. Um, for her alone with these kids. And I think a lot of times the initial support is there and then kind of falls off. And yeah. so I don't think it's necessarily because people don't want to do things. It's just people don't know what. Do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I will. So, yeah, I'll agree with that. So mm -hmm. um, 
when one of our one of our widows here when valentine's day was getting ready to happen and it was almost the second year of the anniversary of the death she posted an article that was um the condolences end widowhood doesn't uh-huh. and i read the was talking about how the first the second year um after the death is the hardest year and i was like yeah. really well it talks about how the first year everybody's there for you and the second year everybody goes back to their normal way of life mm-hmm. and then it's your reality and you're alone yeah and she runs with a lot of law enforcement widows and so a lot of them that commented on the post were saying the third year will get better and i was totally taken back and surprised because i would have never thought that yeah and so i think that as there has continued to be an increase in all of these um, officers killed in the line of duty, a lot of them have very young wives and kids. And these kids, in a lot of ways, lose that other parent at that time because they're in survival mode and they're giving their kid what they can just to keep going. But you don't really have like your parent fully there because they're struggling to survive. And so I feel like it's important to let these kids know um, that they're loved and that they're seen, that they're important, that they matter um, just at a time in their life where they're struggling (laughs) themselves with having lost one parent and barely having another one holding on. So we're doing that. And then the last thing that we're doing those three three projects are kind of the ones that we're working towards mainly right now is a challenge coin that we plan to start sending out to the chiefs of every department every time they have an officer killed in the line of duty with a card, mm-hmm. letting them know that we exist and that we're here to offer oh. support to their family right. if they need that support during that time. Um, just make ourselves available. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying about, you know, how people don't always know what to do in those situations. Um, it sounds like your organization does and is, is really doing some great things. Um, one of the things that, that we know what to do, and this is going to be a tough segue since we've, we've covered a lot of heavy subjects, uh, but one of the things we know what to do at this time of our show is to have our lightning route, is it not, Casey? Yes, it is. Hmm. <laughs> um, so there are just a few questions to get to know you a little bit better. Um, so if you're ready, we'll go ahead and get started. I'm ready. Lightning round sounds scary, but let's go. <laughs> it's, it's far from scary. Trust All us. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, so your favorite fictional crime fighter of all time. It could be a human, an animal, a superhero, or a machine. Wow. I have never been asked that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time for everything. Wow, yeah, favorite crime fighter of all time. Huh. I don't know. I guess maybe I should go with my little boy's um, superhero Spider-Man. Yes, my favorite too. Spider-Man always a hit over here. I went and watched Spider-Man in IMAX on one of my first dates with my husband. So ah, let's go nice. With Spider-Man. 
Awesome. Um, all right. So number two, uh, the best buddy cop movie or TV show? Best buddy cop or TV show? Well, I don't have a lot of time to watch TV shows. <laughs> that um, was too. Well, it could be a, an old movie you like. Well, you know what my favorite police one is, actually? It's not really police, but Jack Bauer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> now that's close enough. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that show. I, we've binged 24 all the way through the end. So nice. my crime fighter guy, that would probably be Jack Bauer TV series. Nice. Cool. Or Criminal Minds. Awesome. I used to Criminal Minds. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. My, you know, my husband does a lot of um, gang stuff, and I went and I attended mm-hmm. one of his classes one time when he was teaching it in Florida, and I was like, you know what? I really could do without knowing a lot of the dark side of the world. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I completely understand. Um, number three, what is your definition of a hero? A hero, um, someone who gives of themselves without any reservation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there are a lot of different people that fit into that. I look at our military, of course, I'm from a military exactly. family. They mm-hmm. go up there and they put themselves on the line not knowing what they're going into. Mm-hmm. Um, protect our country from outside and then you see our law enforcement when somebody calls for help it's not the military that shows up it's our cops yeah. and they do so without reservation um, despite whatever the person might think or um, they're willing to give themselves up I also think that uh, dispatchers or heroes, a lot of the stuff they have to listen to and deal with um, as they navigate that and send officers into that stuff. You know, I learned a lot about dispatch stuff with the one October and the stuff they sure. had to deal with on the and the insanity. So um, I think heroes look different, um, many different hats they wear, but I think it's really those who who give up their their lives in service to their fellow man, whether it be, um, I mean, a lot of this stuff takes over your mind and affects your mind, putting it in on a daily basis. Your mind wasn't created to work that way. And it alters a lot of people's lives. And I think that they're heroes for taking on all the garbage of our society um, to allow us to live the awesome lives that we do. Yeah. Well, who would you say is your hero or the person you admire the most? My hero or that I admire the most? Well, my dad is my hero. <laughs> Good answer. Um, my dad is an awesome guy. Um, my dad raised a whole lot of heroes of his own. I'm one of 11 children. I'll say mother and father. <laughs> wow. um, uh, five of my six brothers are all military law enforcement. And um, my dad himself served in the army during Vietnam and Korea. And um, my dad is one that, and my mom, that um, 
instilled a lot of the values and the core of who I am and the way they raised us in looking out for your fellow man, serving them and doing everything you can within your power to change whatever you can around you for the betterment of society. Excellent. Well, lastly, where can people find you if they want to, you know, be a part of it or, or contribute in some way? Right. Um, org is our website. They can always find me through there. There's a contact us, but they can help or Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Um, you're asking me this, I remembered you asked me another question earlier and I forgot to answer it. We have about 15,000 <laughs> followers on the Facebook page. That is everybody's preferred method of reaching out to Facebook because that's where we have our largest following. Sure. We're also on Instagram and Twitter, so they can reach us through there as well. Um, Police Wives of America on Facebook and Instagram and Police Wives USA on Twitter. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Deb, thank you for not only being a great guest, uh, but the, the really important and necessary work that you're doing for police officers, wives, and law enforcement families around the country. I, I truly, really appreciate it, and I know a lot of other people do as well. Well, thank you for having me, you guys. It's been fun hanging here with you. <laughs> yes, it was great to meet you. Our pleasure. Great having you. And Casey, tell people how they can find Beyond the Call. Yes, so if you'd uh, like to visit the uh, website, go to nationalpolicecu.com forward slash podcast and you can check out all the episodes there. Uh, while you're there, check out the credit union news and updates as well as our savings and loan rates. Um, be sure to rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all of those great things. And if you think there would be a guest that would be an awesome uh, feature for the podcast, go again to that same website, nationalpolicecu.com forward slash podcast and submit at the bottom of the page. So as always, you guys have a great week and stay safe out there. Thank you, everybody.